0: Welcome to the Auburn UMC Clergy Conversations Podcast. Each week, our pastors take an in depth look at Scripture and preview their message for Sunday morning services. We're glad you joined us. For more information about Auburn UMC, please visit our website at aumc.net.
1: Good morning and welcome to Auburn United Methodist Church. We're grateful for you joining us for conversations on this Sunday morning. And today as we gather, I know um, we gather on this Labor Day weekend. and How is that possible? I know, I know, mm-hmm. it's September. And we remember our friends along the coast today, especially we know that um, lots of us have connections to people in Louisiana, Mississippi, parts of Alabama. And, of course, we remember, um, you know, just the needs of the world. And so, as we gather today, invite us to gather in prayer. Let us pray. Gracious God, as we open your word for a time of conversation with one another and with you, we invite your Holy Spirit to be among us, be with those who are hurting um, around the world, especially our friends in Afghanistan and those along the coast, our friends in Haiti, all the needs of our heart this day and and all of our health care workers Guide and bless us now as we open your word. Um, speak to us. We pray in your holy name. Amen. Mm-hmm. So we've spent some time individually reading through this, and we've not had uh, time to talk about this. So this is fresh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is <laughs> one way to put it. That yeah. is one way, yeah. This is our, this way. is our, an organic moment. Um, why don't we, let's read it first. Let's read. We're going to read from Mark chapter 7, beginning at verse... 24. And you may recall just before this, Jesus had been talking about the cleanliness of food and law and practices. Remember last week, Kelly, Mm -hmm. um, you preached a wonderful sermon in our Mm -hmm. services. And today, here we go. He's going to talk about something even different, a little different, but...
2: I'll read the first part. Do you want to read the second part? Sure. Okay. Okay. So we're starting in verse 24 and it says, From there he set out and went away to the region of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know he was there, yet he could not escape notice. But a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit immediately heard about him and she came and bowed down at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile of Syrophoenician origin She begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter. He said to her, Let the children be fed first, for it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, Sir, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, For saying that, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. So she went home, found the child lying on the bed, and the demon gone.
0: Picking up in verse 31, after leaving the region of Tyre, Jesus went through Sidon, toward the Galilee Sea, through the region of the ten cities. Some people brought to him a man who was deaf and could hardly speak, and they begged him to place his hand on the man for healing. Jesus took him away from the crowd by himself and put his fingers in the man's ears, and then he spit and touched the man's tongue. Looking into heaven, Jesus sighed deeply and said, Epatha which means open up. At once, his ears opened, his twisted tongue was released, and he began to speak clearly. Jesus gave the people strict orders not to tell anyone, but the more he tried to silence them, the more eagerly they shared the news. People were overcome with wonder, saying, He does everything well. He even makes the deaf to hear and give speech to those who can't speak. This is the word of God for the people of God.
1: <laughs> As we read this, um, you know the setting is still the same chapter that we were in last uh-huh. week. Mm-hmm. Jesus um, was—he was surrounded by Pharisees last week. This week he's surrounded by Gentiles. Gentiles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So two different kind of folks. Yes. What is, what are y'all's? What what's some initial thoughts that y'all have? Had?
2: I. Th- This story is every uh, preacher and theologian and commentators uh, kind of the thorn in their side because there's a lot that we're not quite sure what to do with because right out the gate, Jesus with the same mouth says, it's not from the outside what defiles you, but what's uh, in your heart, what's on the inside says, um, essentially well the law prevents me from speaking and caring about Gentiles and so like I will not feed you mm-hmm. um or heal your daughter And so it's just really challenging. And then there's kind of this notion that it's the woman's argument or the woman's merit that changes Jesus's mind. And none of us were really there. So we're not sure. Did she change Mm -hmm, Jesus's mind? Was this Jesus's plan all along? Was this a teachable moment, not for the woman, but for the disciples? What's really Mm -hmm. kind of going on in this story that seems oh so mysterious to us, at least to me? <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. There's a lot of questions. To yes, it. It, lots mm-hmm. of questions. What are your? I think, like I said, yes, there are definitely a lot of a lot of questions, um, and I tend to agree. I guess, or, or tend to like, I should say, some of the commentators who kind of said at the same time Jesus was saying these words about a dog underneath the table, he was kind of smiling and kind of uh, or, or had this um, look on his face that was really made the woman feel. You know, welcome and, and kind of engaged mm-hmm. in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and what commentators do tell us is that uh, the word that that Jesus used for uh, dogs, talking about children and um, children's bread and tossing it to the dogs, is really a diminutive um, case. It's uh, a canarium, and it's not a, a stray dog out on the street, but it's really a, a house dog. And so it's almost as if Jesus was saying, "You're you're kind of." You know, in the house,
2: uh-huh.
0: and and at the same time, um, Jesus didn't completely shut her out. Uh, right. Even though it's a little bit uncomfortable to us, and again, there's a lot we don't know. But what we see is that it was kind of a, I don't know, an open door there.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's um, definitely a cultural moment where you know that he's in this culture that, you know, yeah, a house we're...
2: dog then is not a house dog now.
1: <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> is. 20 centuries removed from this is us. is
2: not Lolly or Florence are no, talking about. No, no, no,
1: no. <laughs> not those sweet dogs. The the thing that gets me is even before she speaks. You remember how the Pharisees surrounded Jesus last week and they were kind of mm-hmm. secretly out to catch him? Mm-hmm. She just kind of... So Jesus goes to this tire, this region, and, and we're not even sure if the disciples are with him. But he goes there and it says he's there to escape notice. Mm-hmm. He is there to take a break. Yeah. <laughs> from the crowds he's there to take a break from the pharisees he's there to take a break he's there to he needs to just have a day get away a day off Mm -hmm. he goes into this house we're not sure who's maybe it's a retreat home overlooking the sea Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're not sure either way she comes in and uh she falls at his feet and she bows down. She does all the worshiping things that the Pharisees mm-hmm. didn't do. Her body language says everything about how she feels about Jesus. And it says so much about an outsider who, she's, she's a woman, she's alone, she's from a different culture, different region, Syrophoenician, whatever, yeah. uh, which is, you know, she doesn't have the language of faith, but she shows it by her actions.
0: Mm-hmm. To me, that just says everything. Yeah, I love what one commentator said about her that um, even though the the word faith is not used in here, that she had an expectant trust, mm-hmm. and I, I love that idea that that faith. Um, I think sometimes we use that in you know generic different ways, or almost mm-hmm. uh, you know some kind of measurable thing, um, but that idea of just the expectant trust um, that. That God is going to work, and, mm-hmm. and her expectant trust that Jesus was going to do um, do something. Yeah, um, and then obviously you see this great love for her her daughter mm-hmm. as yes. well. Yes. Well, there's this sense of um,
1: such desperation. The sense mm-hmm. of oh my gosh, I've got to I've got to speak up for this one who's hurt. Kelly, in your reading of this, I mean, mm-hmm. not only you know, kind of her her, um, actions, but anything else out of this that, I, there's something, I know you like the, you know, like the, the Jacob wrestling with the devil, not the devil, but God mm-hmm. yeah. moment, you know, in Genesis 32, <laughs> yeah. the, we've talked about that before. Yeah. There's a sense of that going on here too, uh, right?
2: Yeah. I think, you know, what's really clear here is that the woman is coming to Jesus in crisis. And like, haven't we all been in that moment where we are in pure crisis? And sometimes your first answer is not the answer that you would like. And so maybe when we're not quite sure what to make of Jesus's strange uh, response to her, maybe on like a deeper level, this story is kind of a testament of um, how in crisis, sometimes you just have to keep asking. There is something Mm -hmm. to be said for uh, persistence in mm-hmm. crisis and persistence in faith. You just mm-hmm. have to keep going one foot in front of the other, you know, one breath after another, that the only way to make it through something horrible, like, you know, the sickness of your daughter or whatever crisis in life it may be, you st- you just have to keep going. And, you know, Jesus does do the rest eventually. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. There's Something powerful too, and I, I think what you're saying—that crisis where you just do it, uh-huh. you're just there—and mm-hmm. Charles was talking about expectant hope. There's that's a vague. nice way of putting
2: it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <that's right.
1: laughs> yeah. He always puts oh, it always. the best way. Well,
0: and I think you know when she says, "Too Lord, even under the table, um, the mm-hmm. children, the dogs eat the children's crumbs." Mm-hmm. That's almost like saying god i just trust you will give me or or jesus i trust you'll give me what is needed
1: Mm -hmm. yeah
0: in that moment and give us what we
1: need in this moment in this time i think about today um folks who might be listening to us through podcast or watching us on a sunday morning or just visiting with us at some point in their life Mm um i'm we all know what it's like to have a desperation moment Mm -hmm. and maybe today um someone has a family member or a friend uh, who's suffering with covid or or returning Mm -hmm. from war or or just feeling down Uh, there could be a million reasons Mm -hmm. to go with expectant hope to jesus Mm -hmm. and to show up in prayer and to you know Fall on our knees or in our t- in our hearts to lift up our lives to Christ. And there's mm-hmm. something powerful to me about this, as as odd as this. Even though we're we're 20 centuries removed from that culture and we don't understand the 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 give and take of the of of, of the language, there's something powerful about showing up and, and presenting your case mm-hmm. and knowing that Jesus is there. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I love that. The thing that's really cool, and I don't understand all of this too. But after he meets with this woman, he, uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't retrace his steps to get back to Galilee. Right. Mm-hmm. He goes through the Ten Cities, is your translation. Mm-hmm. Which, which translation is that? That was really uh, good. The Common English Bible. The Common English Bible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you read from the NRSV. Yes. Which mm-hmm. says Decapolis, which mm-hmm. they mean the same thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but he doesn't retrace his steps. Instead, he goes to all these Gentile cities. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like this woman reroutes Jesus. Mm-hmm. She sends him a new way.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I
2: think. Oh, go
0: ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, I was just gonna say, in all those boundaries you you spoke about, yeah, uh, you just assume they're continued to be broken down as. Yes. You know, he's he's in a place of a different culture, different, um, all these differences, but yet he's still Jesus. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean I think there's probably a, a very practical teaching here about how exposure to things that make you uncomfortable really do grow empathy in you. Yes. That's mm. not very spiritual, but it is very practical life advice mm. that Jesus really <laughs> models for us in a pretty embodied mm. and profound way. And I think I think his healings reflect that. He the really interesting thing about um, the the healing of the Syrophoenician woman's daughter is that he does it from afar. He never has to touch her. And then his next healing, which happens is he does his great Gentile tour, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. he touches this deaf yeah. and mute man in a very,
0: personal. very personal <laughs> way. He mm-hmm.
2: puts his fingers in the man's ears, and he put yeah he touches his tongue. Oh, it was a lot. Sorry. Um, yeah. So you like you kind of really can't track the way that Jesus. Is, grows in empathy in a way that I think is really lovely and very human of him.
1: Mm-hmm. I know. I love this is so incarnational. This is yes. the human <laughs> Jesus. And mm-hmm. it's, the, it's the part of Jesus that we, was, you know, can I tell you a quick story? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I grew up, small churches, Alabama, my dad's Methodist preacher in Washington County. And he was at one, one of the little churches he was at for 38 years. Epworth United Methodist. They had they had that old picture of Jesus from the 1940s with the long flowing kind of oh, it's blondish beautiful. hair, yeah. and and every Sunday the kids used to love to turn on the light behind it. You know, mm-hmm. you would turn on this perfect picture of Jesus, and sometimes I think that's the per- Jesus is always this perfect picture for us. But then this happens, and we realize Jesus is fully God and fully human. Mm-hmm. And there's something so human about Jesus being changed in some ways by a relationship to the fact that He goes and He reroutes everything and says, I'm going to all of these people. Mm-hmm. I'm going to the whole world. I mean, it, it is, yeah. it's mm-hmm. kind of John 3:16 lived out. <laughs> mm-hmm. God so loves the world. The mm-hmm. Gentiles and the mm-hmm. Greeks and the Jews and yeah. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I think, I mean, yes. We like to put the beautiful image of Jesus with the perfect, not even frizzy, flowing, wavy hair on the wall. But in reality, we see this picture of Jesus who is very real, who Mm -hmm. spits in his hands and touches the tongue of the mute man. And those are just two very different images. And sometimes I wonder how we get to the former when the latter one is what we're presented Mm -hmm. In scripture and is at least for me quite frankly the Jesus that I find way more compelling and life-changing and easy to follow very
0: real yeah yeah mm-hmm. and the fact that he needed time away that he was yes and all this yeah. um, makes us see that that human side uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, that humanness of Jesus as well Yeah. So.
2: yeah.
1: well I think um, knowing for those of us who Open, our, open the scriptures and take it seriously and care deeply about our faith. Um, there's something profound about the Jesus who meets us in our daily messiness of life because there's some messy things going on here. Mm-hmm. And there's some cities there I've never been to or thought about, but he shows up there. Mm-hmm. And wherever people are listening, living, going through life today, Jesus shows up and invites us to move in, invites us to move our hearts and to to find, you know, find that connection. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: What are some thoughts y'all have as we kind of land the plane in our conversation today and and move out into the world? What are some takeaways
0: that are are important for y'all? I think Jesus just seeing um, both of these individuals who's on the surface very different. Uh, from himself and yeah. from uh, his people and place he, he grew up, uh, and yet um, having compassion um, mm-hmm. for them and uh, and healing them and knowing um, just, uh, you know, seeing them as people, as a mm-hmm. means of, of people of value mm-hmm. and worth, um, yeah. is a big takeaway. Yeah. Um, my mom was clean out our storage unit this week and so we we're all going trying to find what we want before you know goodwill salvation army comes <laughs> um and so anyway there were these two um kind of uh storage things that they had in their living room and they're just kind of cubes and they're great put your feet up on or sit on it there are a lot of people there and so i told her i, I wanted those um and they're they're stained and have you know rusty hinges and they look great and so i asked her um because there are you know a couple antiques uh um and and i said well tell me about this and she said well you know when i found it i um tanned it and i put linseed oil and i stained it and Mm -hmm. worked on the legs and um so i had this thought because it came from a um a turpentine uh farm or that my great my uh, Walter's my stepfather's yeah. great or uh, grandparents ran
1: oh my goodness
0: um and um, or that's the the house where it was you know before before hurricane Michael and you know so I had this great um you know just desire to know more about the, these pieces that I was receiving I had this idea that they were, I don't know bought in Pensacola, floated down Pensacola Bay, <laughs> Santa Rosa Sound, Chattahoochee Bay, St. Andrews Bay, and finally wrote that turpentine still and so my mom talked about all she did to refinish it and I said I said well mom where did where did it come from and she said Pier 1 airport, import <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know it was over there by the mall on 23rd street <laughs> in, there in Panama City and so I had this whole backstory I had this image of going to the antique road show yeah Fernando
1: de Soto exactly. I'm sure
0: she uh, yes yeah. tell me all the story and it's Pure One Imports Is you know make kind of faux furniture there on 23rd Street in Panama City um, but I thought about that with the story, just if in the fact of I wanted to know this whole story, this whole history. And we know that these individuals, the woman, the daughter, uh, mm-hmm. this man, and had friends bringing that, you know, that, that people, we all have this whole story yeah. uh, mm-hmm. that goes on of what's happened, where we've come from. Um, and Jesus saw the, the value in that. And even though we have so many questions in the scripture or so many different yeah. takes on it, I mean, that's the bottom line is that Jesus... Saw value. Um, it concludes with that in the commerce English uh, version, um, saying mm-hmm. he does all things well, mm-hmm. and that just brings such such hope to us. When no matter what our stories may be, no matter what our backgrounds yeah. may be, um, and then it just ties in so much with Genesis one thirty one, um, the conclusion of the creation story. Uh, that, that everything was supremely good, that, Jesus, that God saw oh, it yeah. as supremely mm-hmm. good. So it was the idea that Jesus was about uh, remaking yeah. things very supremely good and that he does everything well, no matter what our story is, no matter where we come from, no matter who we are. And that is hopeful. That'll preach.
2: Yeah, there's a lot in that.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Charles. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, well, um, Kelly, if you got any last thought and a prayer for us.
2: There is no topping that. So thank you. And thank you all for being with us this morning. We hope you'll join us for worship online in just a few minutes, but until then, let us pray. Mm -hmm. Holy God, we give you thanks for the gift of scripture and the way your Holy Spirit teaches us about who you are and what you say. So we ask that you would keep our eyes and our ears open for you this week in Christ's name we pray.
1: Amen.
0: We hope you have enjoyed this episode of Clergy Conversations with Auburn United Methodist Church. Check back next week for our next episode. For more information about Auburn United Methodist Church, please visit our website at aumc.net.